Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Coaches. I'm your host, Ken Louise, and certified high-performance coach. Today, my guest is Coach Dean Jacobs. Dean Jacobs <sighs> is... <laughs> Dean, there's Dean. And, and the crowd cheers. <laughs> uh, Dean is a certified high-performance coach and world traveler. Uh, Dean, how often have you traveled? How many times have you traveled the world? or How many countries have you been to? Uh, I've been through 58 countries, but there's a lot of countries. There's a lot of beautiful world to connect with, to experience. So, I mean, I got to jump on it for sure. And I'm humble and I'm grateful and humble for that, that aspect, but there's more to go and you'll, we'll never run out of beautiful things to experience, to explore because it's an incredible world. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you as a guest. You're welcome. I'm, I love, I love our conversations and exploring how we can continue to move down this pathway. So today we had a particular topic in mind to talk about, and that is some people don't really understand coaching or mm -hmm. when they should seek out a coach or what coaches can help them with. And, you know, you and I were talking, we had a conversation about the difference between improving and fixing. Yes. Well, you know, I, I, I've been looking at this and you and I've been talking about this a little bit beyond this, but uh, you know, what is the difference between fixing and improving? And, you know, a lot of times clients come to me or, or to you and, they're struggling with something and there's really this sense of energy that they want us to fix a problem, help them fix a problem. And right. that opens a, a gate or a doorway or a window into that possibility. But really what we want to do is help people get to the mindset that they embrace improving the quality of life as life unfolds. And so fixing I was trying to think of some metaphors. Like if we're driving a car and we get a flat tire, we got to pull over and we got to fix the tire, right? Otherwise we're going to do damage to that vehicle or it, it's dangerous. It's going to be hard to move forward with a flat tire. It's hard to move forward with a flat tire. But if the air conditioner goes out on that car, we can still do the journey. It's just not as fun. And if it's hot out in summertime and the humans, you know, if we're down south, some, you know, anyway, it's 100% humidity, 100 degrees. It's just not a very pleasant journey, but it's still doable, right? Right. So, but fixing that and air conditioner in that car would definitely improve the quality of that journey and, and make a difference. It wouldn't, we wouldn't be so worn out when we get to our destination and it just makes it a better job. It makes it a better ride. So that's what, and with coaching and in myself, like, well, I want to constantly improve the quality of my ride. I want to, I want to improve the quality. doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for where I'm at and what's going on, but I'm always wanting to challenge myself. How can I bring excellence to this experience? How can I improve my life experiences? So I get more out of it. I have more life, more vitality, more energy versus fixing a problem. Because fixing a problem feels like a to-do list to me, like check, check. And improving something is an ongoing process where we're constantly tweaking the Freon in the air conditioner, or I haven't thought of a better metaphor at this point, but like, you well, know, yeah, go I, ahead, coach. I was going to say, like, I, I really learned the difference of this when I'm working with a group of IT professionals. Hey, I really need to fix this program. Hmm. Well, the program worked exactly the way it was designed to work. It wasn't really fixing it because it wasn't a bug that I was trying to fix. I was trying to improve, right? And so the the language that we were using, that I was using, 
was really offensive to the IT department because it wasn't broken. We told, we told them how we wanted it built and they built it exactly the way we wanted it built. And then we thought of something better. And I said, I need to fix this. And he's like, no, it's not fixing. It's improving. Like, like, ah, now light bulb went on. I'm like, this is how we think as coaches about fixing versus improving. Right. Because we, as coaches, we don't think that anyone is broken. Right. Right. So they don't need to be fixed. Yes, people are whole. I'm, I'm with you, Coach. I believe that we're already amazing. We're just, we are, we, we're here. We have this incredible gift of life. There's nothing to fix. What there is is to improve what we do, so we get more, a better quality experience as we go down the pathway. But we're here. I don't, I don't want to fix anybody, but I right. want to help them. I, I, I'm not here to fix anybody either. And, but I well, want to help. Fixing also implies judgment. Oh, yes. Good. Right? So if catch. I say exactly. fixing, I'm judging you that you are broken, right? There's something wrong with you. And we don't feel that way as coaches because as coaches, we go into a session non judgmental. I don't know your backstory. And this is something that I learned a long time ago. Hmm. We don't know everyone's story. If you went through the things that that other person went through that you're judging, you would probably act the exact same way. So knowing that everybody has a story and everybody is doing the best that they can, when we use that term fixing, that implies judgment. So that's what yeah. I think really improving is, is a much better word to talk about. I, what a good catch. I didn't really think of it from that perspective, but like, yeah, trying to fix something, there is an association of judgment that goes with that. Mm-hmm. When you fix it, there's something wrong. You're judging it as being, well, it's wrong that, to drive on a flat tire. Uh, but but you know what I mean? It, but when it comes to our human, our mindset, we can tweak it and we can improve it, but we're not here to fix it. Not as coaches, anyway. We, I, I, my philosophy is meet them where they am and then challenge them to lift them up. And you can't meet someone where they're at if, they're, if you're trying to fix somebody. Because it, it has, that's a really good catch, Coach Ken. That's why you're the OFG. Because it comes with a, uh, it comes with that kind of approach comes with a, implicit judgment that there's something wrong with you. Right. And then when someone like Bill Gates says, everyone can use a coach, everyone can benefit from a coach. Mm -hmm. And then I say that to some people and they're like, well, I don't know how I could benefit from a coach because I'm I'm not broken. I'm not, I don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong. Right. Right. But can things be improved? There's always room for improvement. We can always go to 11, right? Yeah. Or, or how about, just being real about where we're at and how do we improve and move it forward. I mean, that's, that's what I like about the scoring system because at least gets people sometimes engaged in just seeing where they're at versus just resigning to, well, that is what it is. You know, when you hear the is what it is, that resignation energy, then people are not even looking at how can they improve. They just come to some kind of mental acceptance that, well, it, it is what it is. And well, it depends on how that that sentence is used, right? If it is what it is, meaning it can't be changed, then you're, you obviously have a fixed mindset. This is the way it is and it can't be changed. And, you know, I was born bad at math and I can't improve. Well, we all know that that's BS, that that's just a mindset. That's just a belief that things can't be improved, that you have a fixed mindset about something. And then the growth mindset really outlaid by Carol Dweck in the book called Mindset Yep. She has talks about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Well, with a growth mindset, you're, you always have this belief that something can be improved. Something mm-hmm. can be made better. 
even if it's just reframing the way you're thinking about a particular thing or realizing that you have this belief that is no longer serving you and understanding that you can change that belief, that would improve your life moving forward. Absolutely. And it does tie right into the growth mindset thing. Acknowledging the effort to improve versus the, the concept that I'm a natural Right, you're born with natural talent and there's you can't even really improve that. Yes, I'm sure people think that you're just a natural OFG. They have no idea how many hours, how much training, how much work you've done to prepare yourself to, to be able to look at a business with the perspective and understanding and you know you, you see how the pieces fit together and and you you have this ability to see how all the pieces fit together coach versus a lot of people just fix, fixate on a piece well thank you for that yes there there has been hours and hours of toil and training and and work and and practice in, in getting to where i am now and I always use this kind of phrase when I'm talking to someone that is beginning a new journey or beginning something new and they're comparing themselves and they feel bad about it. Right. So I mm -hmm. never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Right. You don't know where they began and it doesn't really matter where they began. All that, And it doesn't matter where you began. All that matters is what are you going to do now from here forward? I was just thinking about the puzzle metaphor that I just threw at you. Why do you think some people fixate on the one piece of the puzzle and they can't see how the other pieces fit into it? Are they obsessed or they never trained themselves? Well, a, a lot what of people think? are very myopic, right? They, they only are seeing the one piece and fixating on the bad mm. and not necessarily how it fits into the grander scheme of things. Mm. So they're judging that piece of the puzzle. They're right. fixate, they're obsessed with it which blocks out the capacity to see how the other pieces of the puzzle. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yes. They're fixated on that one piece. And what can I do to prove this one piece? But they're not looking at the grand scheme of things and how everything fits together. So as coaches, do we help them see the other pieces of the puzzle? Well, as coaches, we're always doing a, a bunch of different things, right? We're first of all, gaining perspective on where they are and showing them or having them realize the other pieces of the puzzle. But we also are giving them many, many options as well. Because a lot of times a person is so fixated on an, on an issue or a problem and they can't see their way out or there's only one solution or there's no solution. And sometimes it's just sitting with the client and helping them develop three options, four options, five options. And you can see it in the client's face when they come up with that second option and then that third option and then that fifth option. And then they start thinking, oh, maybe this can be improved. Maybe we, I can do something about this. Or before they were just fixated on this thing and it can't ever work. What about there's fixing, improving. This is where we started this. How's it moved from improving to a commitment to excellence? Oh, who's the interviewer here? <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay, I lost total control of this show. <laughs> no, just like, I want to know your opinion. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, fixing is like, I love what you said. Comes with a, a judgmental, unspoken judgmental energy to it. I'm here to fix you. No, I'm no. You don't need fixing, right? Now I'm, I might be here to pull back some layers that stop you from judging yourself a little bit, help you find some movement to forward. Took more of a mindset that no, I'm just here to improve a little bit each and every day. Well, what's it mean to improve? Well, a little more vibrancy, a little more energy, a little more 
fun in my place. In my right. case, I want a little more fun, a little more joy, a little more spontaneity and that kind of stuff. All right. So it, that trend that feel like I feel like for me, that gives me some momentum going that direction. But when does it tip into a commitment to excellence? Well, yeah, I think the first the first obstacle is knowing that you have options. Hmm. We get so fixated on this thing and we are like, can't be fixed. We help them come up with options, right? We just basically sit with them. They're the ones coming up with the options or just facilitating and creating space for them to come up with options and not buying their first excuse. Oh, it can't be fixed. Really? Okay. So what if it could be? How would that, that work? Is that really true? Yeah. Is that really true? Right. If it could be, how could it be? And sometimes the client is like, what kind of question is that? But then they start coming up with options and they're coming up with, with ideas. And then that belief that it can be improved starts increasing. And then when you get from bad to good and then to great, the commitment to excellence only comes in when they know deep down that they can get to a place of greatness. If only if to create those options and to put forth the effort. I have to admit, I think I'm finally getting to that point. And if people would look at my life and they say, well, you know, he's done amazing things, which I have, but the mental journey, I, I feel like I'm just getting to the point where, no, I can improve every day, mm -hmm. not to prove anything, but as a mindset of right. not non-judgmental, but a commitment to improving, which is moving me towards a more excellent to, to deliver a level of excellence that can only come from consistent improvement. And you said something that triggered it in me, and this is why we do these things, right? So then I, I go, well, what do I really believe then? Because it starts with what, whatever we, we really believe, right? right? And I'm really, what do I believe? And, and I'm going to have to sit with that a little bit, but like, it starts with my beliefs. My beliefs then feed to my, to what I think. If I've been trying to fix myself or if people want to be fixed, and I ha we all have elements of that. So I'm being real honest with that. Like, you know, there are times that I think that I need to fix myself and then I catch myself because it comes from an old mindset or something that I attached on to when I was three and a half years old kind of or whatever, not come up with a number and created a mindset about around that. So I've been trying to cultivate that mindset within me that is non-judgmental. Right. For doing it right. But a belief that I can just constantly get better because the fixed mindset automatically goes to a judgmental. I mean, I really, that really tripped something in me when we had that conversation. Like, oh, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm hard on myself sometimes. And well, sure. I'm, we all are, I'm, right? We're I'm, all our own worst critics. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm way harder on myself than anybody else is. Well, that's coming from a fixed mindset, stamp, judgmental standpoint versus a commitment to a growth mindset kind of thing. Because well, we're I've hurting been, ourselves because we're thinking, what? The question is, what's wrong with me? Yes. Or what is, how am I so broken that I can't figure this out or I can't exactly. get this to happen, right? How can, how can I fix this so it gets better? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, exactly. So, right. So I, I have more of the results that I want versus, no, what can I improve a little bit each and every day? What can I improve today? That's going to move me closer to my commitment to, of excellence because I want to be good at it. I, I just don't think it's an accident that any of us are here. So I want to make these moments count. I want to shine as brightly as possible. And there are moments I do this, and then there are other moments that I'm not as good at it. And I'm and through coaching and coaching others, uh, we find more more of those moments along the way, and it changes the quality of life. So there isn't any quick fix there, but there is walking the path. I'm going to use some of my Native Americans connections at this point because they talk about walking the good path mm -hmm. or walking the red road. I either they're both 
similar, right? Okay. And that is the journey. It's not the destination. That old saying kind of thing. So how do we walk this path? So we're constantly striving calmly and with a sense of peace towards improving the quality, not just of our life, but in life in general. I, I like tying together the, the, the beliefs with fixing and improving and, and commitment to excellence because you can get a sense about where people are just by how they talk about where, what, what they're struggling with at the moment. Oh, sure. And then I like to go through, this is what I've been taking the students through. I'm teaching them the circle. It starts with your beliefs. Your beliefs lead to your thoughts. Your thoughts then are connected to how you feel. Your feelings are connected to your actions. Then the actions produce the results, and then the results reinforce the beliefs. So there's this constant thing. And and I'm I was just teaching them yesterday. I go well for me when I have when I'm not feeling right or something's off or I'm mad or something. Then I always go. I always reverse engineer it. Well, if I'm right. not feeling right, then what, what am I thinking? Right. Right. That's, that's feeding my feelings. And what am I, okay. And if I can get some clarity on about what I'm thinking, then I try to reverse engineer. Well, what do I really believe about all this? Mm-hmm. That takes effort, energy, but with that comes a certain freedom and empowerment that allows me to move forward with a little more grace, a little more empathy, a little more compassion for myself and for the dynamic where that we find, you know, that we're dealing with. So, but in that circle, you can start from anywhere. Yeah, you can. You, know, uh, you started with feelings, right? Yep. To say that I want to analyze these feelings and figure out what thoughts I'm having in order to create these feelings. Yep. But you could also start with your results. Yep. And say, hey, I'm not getting the results that I want. What are the actions that I'm doing in order to produce these results? Yep. What are the feelings that I'm having when I'm doing these actions? Yep. Right. So we talked about effort and and your belief in order to put forth the effort to get the results that you want and how you're feeling about that effort. Right. So in the the example before was like the effort I was feeling like it was just a necessary part. It wasn't a struggle. wasn't hard. I mean, it was hard and a struggle, but I wasn't feeling bad about it. You weren't, it was hard, but you weren't judging yourself in that process that I'm not very smart. I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I'll never get this or whatever, fill in the blank kind of stuff. It was just like, oh, this is what it feels like to learn. Yeah. This is, this is what it's going to take in order to get to where I want to go. Just the necessary part. Yeah. And so there wasn't really like a lot of emotion in it. It was just, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I put forth the actions, I got the result, and then you know that led to beliefs and everything in the circle that we talked about before. Yep. But like I said, you can start with any part of that circle. You can start the, with, with the results. You can start with the actions. You can start with the feelings. You can start with thoughts. Yep. These are the thoughts. These are the thoughts that I'm having. What feelings are they creating? Yep. And is that affecting my actions? Yep. But there, there's a really subtle distinction here that I, I want to just put a little light on for just a second. You're doing an inquiry and examination, not from a place of trying to fix something, but something to try and improve the quality of your life. Excellent. Excellent catch. Yes, right. We're trying to improve. We're not trying to fix anything in that sense. So you really got to be willing to look at yourself and examine your, your life. Am I trying to fix myself or am I trying to improve the quality of my life? I think people, and I've been in this category, so people who try to fix themselves come with a lot of judgment and there's a lot of weight that comes with it. Mm-hmm. People who just try to improve the quality of their life, there's a certain grace and at peace that 
because they know perfection is not the end game. It's just a little bit better along the way. Be better every day, right? So be just be a little bit better. And with make, being make. better doesn't come with that judgment of being broken. If the person is thinking, how can I improve this? What thoughts are coming through your mind? You're thinking about the actions that you can take in order to improve it. When you're thinking, how can I fix it? Mm. Only half of the thoughts are thinking about the actions. The other half is thinking about why am I broken in the first place? Or yeah, it comes know, how, with did judgments. I, how did I get here? Yes. It feels constricting when you go, well, how can I fix this? At least it lands on me like a constriction. How do I fix this? Because it comes with later versus how can I improve this? Right. That feels freeing to me. It feels lighter. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just woo woo. But like uh, from that standpoint, <laughs> fixing feels constricting. Improving feels freeing. And so the, oh. the language it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, right? But it but it really is because mm. I was talking with a, a friend of mine this morning and we were talking about giving versus taking, like being that go-giver uh, as opposed to being, you know, a taker, someone who gives all the time versus someone who takes all the time. Yep. And she was talking about taking as a bad thing. So she's giving all the time and she's not taking anything. So it's mm. kind of like exhaling all the time, but never inhaling, right? You need to do both of those things. <laughs> It usually helps it anyway. usually helps to stay you know <laughs> conscious to inhale and exhale mm -hmm. so i changed the word i said i want you to think about it this way don't think about taking because that implies doing something against someone else's will right but think about receiving so it's not necessarily giving and taking it's giving and receiving and so after she thought about it for a few minutes she said well she receiving seems much better and then so when somebody is giving you something, they're giving you a gift. But mm -hmm. by receiving it, you're giving them a gift as well. Yep. Because if I wanna give you a plate of cookies and you're receiving those plate of cookies with gratitude and excitement, that's gonna make me feel a lot better than you saying, no, I can't I can't eat your cookies. I can't eat your stupid cookies. Take them back. Yeah, I, I the way I like to try to articulate that is like, sometimes it's a bigger act of generosity to receive what you give not to give it away because right. if if we do not accept which is just given to us we're robbing the other people the presence and the experience of generosity right but all i did was change those words yep nice good, and it had good. a completely different effect on the way that person was thinking about it mm. well, it has a different feel to it just like improving versus fixing exactly so i, I just want to give that example as uh, an example that words mean things and they mean specific things and you have certain feelings about words. And so we were talking about fixing. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling about that. Yes. And there's a completely different feeling when you're talking about improving. Yes. That's a good conversation for students and young, well, all, all people in particular, right? Because right. like, we're always trying to fix something versus just knowing, no, I'm just improving. I, I don't have it all perfect. I don't need it to be perfect. But do I want to improve and get a little bit better because I think it will add to the quality of life? Yeah, I, I want to know these things. I want to know how I write a better business plan, deliver better in schools, coach a little more effectively so it has a little more impact. How can I constantly improve my game? Because that's how I'm going to have the biggest impact over the long term. It's not about fixing anybody or winning the prize or anything like that. It's just having a quality journey that really feels good to be participating in instead of watching it go by. Yeah, because you only get one shot at this, right? Mm -hmm. 
And, and isn't that what this ne- is? Never get out of this world alive. Right. And, and you can and, never come back. You're right. And isn't that what I just summed it up? Isn't that what we want? We want to have a good journey, improving the quality of life. Improving, not fixing the quality of life, but improving the quality of life so that each day there's a little more vibrancy, a little more light, a little more love, a lot more laughter, I think, that we need, and a little more joy, a little more good stuff. Because the alternative, and there, and there's lots of examples of alternative, all we got to do is open our eyes, it's around us all the time, because sure. our, nat- our natural default is to go to the negative to go to the negative conversation, to go to the net, what I call the negative narrative that just sucks the oxygen out of our curiosity to be engaged with one another or to be engaged with life. Or, you know, when we're engaged with one another, that's part of where life shows up. So if, if we're being, if we're not participating in this with the idea that, well, I'm just here to improve, I'm not here to be perfect, because otherwise our egos are so fragile. We'll get upset when we don't do it perfectly. And then that builds the evidence for, you know, I'm not good enough. And that reinforces a negative belief and that becomes a vicious cycle. So to interrupt that cycle is to interrupt fixing something versus just improving. But if we if we can support people to pause and reflect and, and, uh, and integrate the difference between fixing and improving, then there's a, another possibility shows up, a, a more freeing a more graceful, a more compassionate, a more empathetic journey has a chance to express itself versus the constriction that comes with trying to fix everything, including themselves, especially a lot of things that they don't even have control over. When do you think people should kind of think about when they should reach out to a coach? Hmm. Well, they should have reached out yesterday. <laughs> right. Best time to plant trees 20 years ago, right? <laughs> exactly. And the next day, you know, that, yeah, what's the, the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? And then you know, the second best day is today. Well, I would encourage people who have a commitment to improve the quality of life, who know that there's a lot to the journey that they, I know that I can't access everything in one life because my perspective is limited to my perspective but if i can gain access to other people's perspectives other people's experiences that allow them to move forward then i have sped up the learning curve and i'm getting to where i want to be a little bit quicker in certain senses coach when i go into the school sometimes i say to the students i wish somebody would have came into the school and talked to me the way that i'm going to talk to you today because i know had someone done that i might have got to where i wanted to be a little bit quicker Right. And with and with a little less angst along the way. Now I'm grateful for the journey because yeah, I'm still here and I've been blessed to go through 58 countries. If you add it up, it's eight over over 20 years. Eight of it's been abroad, outside the borders of the United States, on my mm-hmm. own time and my own time. I think I would have got there a little bit quicker had I had conversations with people who could really support me to improve the quality of my life, who could really support me to be to do the work to find what's really true for myself, to find the clarity. Because otherwise, I spent a big chunk of my time trying to please other people's opinions or what they think I should do, who I should be, versus being really true to myself. That's a a maturing process. That's a school of hard knocks. That's that's a a commitment to personal development that started for me back in 1986 when I read read Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking, Mm -hmm. the first book I ever read. Anyone who works with me or, you know, works with you gets the benefit of all those schools of hard knocks to help us improve the quality of life 
a little bit quicker. So we get to where we want to be a little bit quicker. And then once you even get to that point, then what's next? Well, there is no end destination until we're six foot under, right? Right. So the end game is like, how can I, how can I make the world a little bit brighter? How can I bring a little more sunshine, a little more vibrancy, a little more color, a little more joy, a little more beauty into the path, the good path, the long path, the good red road, as my Native Americans say, to make it a good, make it a good path, make it a good journey, right? So what do you say to those people that say, oh, all this improvement, all this personal development, it's got to be exhausting. There are times it is a lot of work, but the alternative is is resignation, and that's even more exhausting. It sounds exhausting to me, that resignation. Yeah, well, and painful. At least with personal development comes a certain sense of momentum, fulfillment, moving forward, making progress, bending the long arc forward to a destination that has a purpose and a meaning for me versus resign to, well, it is what it is. There's no movement, and that's so painful. I mean, the, my, the biggest pain that I get is like when I'm not making progress and I don't feel like I'm moving forward as quickly as I want or I'm not f- moving forward at all. And and even then, I got to be tricky. I got to be careful because sometimes I am moving forward and I just don't see it. And that's why a coach helps me get a different perspective when I'm getting coaching because they a coach sees things that I can't see in myself. And to remind me that maybe this week wasn't as good as it was a couple of weeks ago, but it wasn't that long ago that... Remember Dean Jacobs? <laughs> Dean yeah, Jacobs. that's what we do as coaches, right? We, we remind them of, of the progress that they have made because they're so yeah. fixated on the progress they're not making or they're making so slowly that it feels like failure. But yes. then remind them, you know, when we started working together, you were here. Yep. yep. And then they come up with that realization. It's like, oh yeah, I was here. I, I have made a lot of progress. I have accomplished this. I have accomplished that. It's really easy to understand how people get down the mind, go down the pathway of the mindset of being fixed, though. Our default programming is to find things that are not working, something to be dangerous. That's how we have been able to survive. Right. That's the default programming. If we're if we do not examine what we're thinking, then we just naturally go there, and then it gets reinforced by finding other people who just want to whine and complain, and then we got connection, a connection and community of whiners and complainers. And then it just gets reinforced. But, you know, I look at those communities. You see them all the time on Facebook and other, and like, they're just nobody happy. Right. They're just mad. They're upset. And it's not driven by a passion of what's possible. It's driven by a a passion, an anger of that's not based in moving forward. Mm. Well, that reminds me of another topic that maybe is a different show. Okay. But a lot of people spend a lot of time and effort and energy trying to fix other people, Mm. right? You're trying to, oh, I can't believe that that person did that. This is what they should have done. Yeah. Well, at some point we have to realize that we don't have control over other people and we only have control over ourselves. And so we really need to be focusing on improving ourselves. That will have a lasting effect on the people around us. Boom. Because sometimes we get marching orders from the boss and we don't like it. And, but that's how structures organize and if you've well you know this you know, you, you you understand what i'm trying to say Ken? i'm just wondering i'm just thinking in my mind in my mind if yeah. you took away every comment and every post on social media that had to do with fixing other people or complaining about what other people are doing how much content would still be there <laughs> it's, like, it's got to uh, be over it's got to be in the 80 percent range of people complaining about other people's actions and other people's deeds. 
That would be brilliant. Now there's a study that's worth doing. What percent of social media posting is negative oriented? Yeah, I'm sure that study exists. Well, I'm gonna Google it. Or okay. when we're done, I'm I'm gonna look because now I'm super curious. Mm -hmm. Because that's where people are spending most of their time, and that just reinforces those mindsets. Right. It's funny then we're using social media as coaches to help get our message out, but <laughs> most right. most of those people that are that are consuming that are they're not receptive to that. They're more receptive to a, a, a more negative narrative. Well, let's talk about the improving thing for one more second. And then I was talking to somebody this morning and then they were talking about, well, it's I'm improving. It's slow. It's a slow process. My comment to her was that's the way it happens. Sure. Sometimes you can get some leaps and, and jumps, yep. but for the most part, it's a slow process. And it's only through consistent, persistent examination and maybe some help with a coach or maybe with, with not with the help of the coach, but it's only through that examination that we are able to proceed and grow and improve. But she was concerned that it was happening too slowly. And so I said to her that your personal improvement and that your growth is like nurturing a garden. You don't plant a seed on Tuesday and harvest your tomatoes on Wednesday or, or Thursday Friday. or even the following week, right? It's, yeah. It happens slowly and you grow and you nurture and you, you take care of it and you take out the weeds, which are the, the bad thoughts and, mm -hmm. or examine them and figure out where they're coming from. So the slow, steady growth is the way you want it to happen. Yeah, because it builds the strength and the fiber that's going to be able to weather the, the new challenges. Right, and Quick. the routines and the habits that are going to continue moving forward. That's a good point because quick-growing plants, I'm just, I'm a biologist. Did you know that, Coach? I did not know that. That's my degree. I'm, mm. I'm a biologist. You know, quick-growing plants don't weather, they're fragile, actually, versus the oak tree that slowly grows. Right. And, can weather. There's a reason why the oaks are the biggest trees of the forest traditionally because they the slowest growing, but in that there's a lot of strength that comes with it. All right. Final thoughts on uh, leaving our audience with what they should be thinking about improving versus fixing. First of all, I think it's good to look in the mirror. Am I, am I trying to fix myself or, or am I trying to improve the quality of life? Just to be asking ourselves that question. That's the first thing. And if we, if we can make that shift, no, I'm not here to fix anything because certain things don't need to be fixed. Like you're, uh, that you just have the gift of life from my perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm, in, I'm, if I'm here to improve my life on a scale of one to 10, what needs, imp well, pick the categories, let's say exercise. Cause that's one thing I'm working on right now on a scale of one to 10, where am I with my exercise? Well, that's pretty much a one at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've been been walking a little bit, but I need it. You know, I want to bring that back up. So I give myself a one without judgment. That's just the reality. Right. If you asked me four or five months ago, it'd be more of a five. And well, and now it's trended down because uh, I don't, I don't need excuses. I just, it, it dropped things, off the price. Things have happened in your life and then you're just, you are where you are. Yeah, exactly. But then say, like, all right, but if I want to improve my health, how can I move that from a two to a three or a three to four or up to five? Like, well, all right. Then in my planning, then I would need to well, make sure I block in some time to go walk more, probably block in some time getting back to the gym again. COVID also in the background of all that has made me a little concerned. So, you know, there, there, there's things that play into it, but like I can still do things in my home. I can still do push-ups. 
COVID is a convenient excuse. Oh, there's a quote. COVID is a convenient excuse sometimes versus being creative with alternative choices. So, the, but that challenges me to think like, all right, so if I'm going to improve this and then have grace for myself, improving means that you're polishing. We're constantly polishing so we can shine a little bit brighter. And in doing so, it illuminates a pathway forward, cuts through a little more darkness. So if I can polish just a little more, create a little more light, which gives me a little more clarity, get a little sense that oh, this is the next step for me to go, then I can continue to move forward, can continue to walk down the good path. So assessing where you are without judgment, coming up with some strategies to make things better, to improve. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then doing those things. Yep. Again, without judgment. And then reassessing, how am I doing with that? That's the tricky part. How do you assess without judgment? And that might be another show, but like, sure. how do you, and, and that's the, 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 the hack to that is like, how do I assess without judgment? Well, am I trying to fix myself or are I just trying to improve? For this show, it should be using that language of improvement, not of Fixing. I'm broken, need to be fixed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anything else you want to tell uh, the world about this topic? Uh, no, uh, the world should need to know if they want to make progress with this, they need to get a hold of you to get some support. So that way, if, they, if they're not making the as quick as progress or the progress they want with improving the quality of their journey, improving the quality of their life, support to gain momentum about uh, around going down the path, then reach out to coach and you're an awesome coach, Ken. And I'll well, let them thank figure you, coach. that When I'm stuck, we're on, when I'm struggling, which means I don't feel like I'm moving in a way that I'm, I don't feel like my life is improving. In particular, I reach out to coaches that either I get a, a couple of weeks or consistent coaching along the way. I mean, I get coached from a certified high performance coach every week. It, it makes my life better. It improves the quality of my life, hands down. I don't need to prove that to anybody because I know it because I've experienced it. Yeah. As coaches, we believe in coaching so much. We continue to get coaching. Yeah, exactly. And it makes me a better coach getting coached and it makes my life better and I'm a, it just makes me a better Dean J, version of Dean Jacobs. Well, you're a pretty awesome version of Dean Jacobs as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Well, thanks, Coach. All right, well, there you have it, folks. If you are thinking about fixing yourself, the first thing you need to do is think about how you can change that to improving yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking about improving yourself, reach out to a coach, reach out to Dean, reach out to me, reach out to someone, reach out to any coach who can help you move forward improve, give you a different perspective, give you some different options and help you improve your life every day. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and we'll see you next time. Thanks.